And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, Adam Danker. It is Monday night, almost 11 o'clock. It's another late night edition of Lockdown Lightning as Lightning fans have grown accustomed to not only throughout the season, but as well as during the pause and as well during the certainly well during the playoffs. Um, But we're here. We're having one of our Lockdown Lightning fireside chats. Um, Some of you are probably wondering, you know, where you've been? You, You kind of Fell off the map there. Yeah, I had some things, um, you know, unfortunately, sometimes uh, things outside the show uh, in my personal life have to take a front seat. And I'm sure all of you could understand that. But I'm glad and I'm thankful for all you sticking by and listening in once again to this uh, to this show. And if you're a new listener of the show, please go ahead and like and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore lightning and as well as follow me on Twitter, uh, I tweet a bunch about a lot of stuff, um, stuff that's related to hockey, sports, just general observations. 90% of the time, me just being an idiot at AP Danker, D-E-N-K-E-R. Go ahead, follow me. Um, if you want to tweet to us, uh, tweet to me. We're, we're all very responsive. We're all very interactive, so go ahead and do that. So on today's show, we're going to be discussing some things. Uh, obviously, you know, since the last time I came on and spoke about hot things hockey related. We were talking, we were recapping the draft, uh, and we're also on today's show. We're going to be discussing, you know, the, the whole Taylor Hall thing. I mean, that's the big story that happened, as well as Alex Petrangelo signing with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, we're really going to focus on Taylor Hall and obviously why you know this is such a big signing, other than the fact that you know he was the top free agent. He was the um, biggest, probably the biggest free agent the NHL has had in probably a long time, maybe since Steven Stamkos. Um, that's just, you know, I'm not trying to be biased here, but I mean, that's probably the, the, the last free agent that the NHL has had during a free agent period, a UFA in which, you know, all hands on deck, I guess some might say Jonathan Tavares, but I mean, that was really, I, I, I guess the Islanders, and I mean, we kind of all saw where that was going uh, with Jonathan Tavares being a Toronto native, as well as, you know, we're going to discuss um, Tampa Bay making some of the tough decisions, some of the decisions um, that unfortunately due to the flat cap that they have to make, letting some players go, most notably uh, one of my favorite players on this team this year in Zach Bogosian. We'll talk about that. And we'll also discuss the lightning not getting enough love and i guess we'll that's a good way to start off the show uh the lightning not getting enough respect now this is something that i kind of threw towards christmas silly i believe it was christmas silly on lockdown nhl uh when we did did our 
usual NHL uh, weekly show on the national show. And if you haven't listened to us, please go ahead and su- like and subscribe to that. Uh, every Thursday, Christmas Silly of Locked on Avalanches and I will be coming to you and discussing everything. Uh, our specialty is discussing prospects. So we had a great, uh, really fun, fantastic uh, post-draft show. Uh, and if you want to listen to the live broadcast of sort of the – uh, that Chris was able to do. Unfortunately, I could not make it. Um, so it was Chris and Kyle Demetrius of Locked on Sharks. Kyle uh, did a fantastic job in my place filling in for me. They they had a live show. I, I think it was about maybe an hour or so after the draft uh, got underway. And they had a bunch of hosts, uh, most notably ones that uh, had teams up in the upper you know, selections of the draft on there during the selection. So go ahead and listen to that uh, download. And once again, as always, we appreciate the support from you guys. So let's just discuss Tampa Bay not getting enough love. Now, like I said, I spoke about it uh, on the national show. And I think I spoke about it with Jason Hernandez of Locked on Ducks on my guest appearance the other day. Um in recent memory, I can't remember a Stanley Cup champion getting this much disrespect as the Tampa Bay Lightning have. Now, maybe because of the circumstances surrounding this whole playoff run, um, you know, with the season pausing and, you know, being in a neutral site and this, that, and the other thing. I mean, the list goes on. And I feel like this was the kind of playoffs where regardless of who won it, a lot of NHL fans were going to consider this an illegitimate championship, um, which I think is absolute bogus um, thing to say. I I feel like unless it's your team, you're going to want to put an asterisk next to it. And I feel like that was just the attitude. I feel like a lot of fans that were going into this Unless you're the New York Rangers. I mean, the, the best thing for the New York Rangers was to lose uh, in the way they did against Carolina because, obviously, they got the first-round draft pick. Now, of course, they there was a little, little, luck, little bit of luck there with the the uh, draft lottery, but I don't know. I just felt, you know, if, if you look at the replay, maybe I'm a conspiracist, but I feel like maybe there was a little bit of uh, funny business going on there with the league. Then again, I mean, whenever New York, regardless of any sport, gets a first overall draft pick, everyone is going to be crying foul and, you know, coming up with all these reasons, this, that, and the other thing. But, um, yeah, I just – maybe it's because people don't feel like the Tampa Bay Lightning are – that hockey team. And when I mean that hockey team, I mean they're not in a stereotypical hockey town. Um, they're not a Pittsburgh. They're not a New York. They're not a Montreal. Um, they're they're not even a, you know, name of, uh, they're not a Chicago, you know, something like that where there's a very, very deep history of, of you know, hockey. Uh, even when the Blues um when the Blues won the Stanley Cup Finals last year, uh, there was still a lot of excitement about it, obviously because it was their first championship. I believe that it was in their 50th season, if I'm not mistaken. The, if they, if it wasn't their 50, 50th season, maybe it was their 49th or whatever the case may be. But you know what I'm saying. Um, and the Lightning have already been there before too. And maybe because as well as 
this wasn't exactly a stereotypical, sexy-looking Stanley Cup Finals matchup. Now, you're having, of course, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, as well as the Dallas Stars, which, you know, I spoke about it a little bit going into the Stanley Cup Finals in which the maybe the NHL, I believe maybe I spoke about it with Gil Martin, uh, maybe other hosts as well on my guest appearances going into the Finals. But I spoke about I, I kind of alluded to it in past conversations where um, the best scenario in terms of marketing this whole thing. Now, I know this might be a little boring to some of you, but just bear bear with me. Uh, the NHL, you know, don't let them fool you. And when I say the NHL, I mean the, the marketing side, the league itself. Now, in order for them to make a lot of money and get a lot of viewership, Probably the best scenario for this would have been maybe Tampa Bay, Colorado, um, or you know, probably two original sixes, which I'm sure they were fiending for back in the day. Uh, probably the last time the league had a chance of having an original six Stanley Cup Finals was actually when the Lightning coincidentally lost the Chicago Blackhawks because if we all remember the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, they had... You know, the Lightning were set up against the Rangers and, you know, Rangers versus Blackhawks would have been, I, I think that, you know, they were, the the league would have been licking their chops over that. Um, and any traditional hockey fan would have probably felt the same. But at, I, even last year was still like kind of a, a dream matchup for the league. Blues, uh, Bruins, where there's a, still a lot of history there. There's at least, like I said just a few moments ago, the, the Blues have been in the league uh, for about 50 years now, and I mean, we all know the Bruins, an original six team, have been around from the start, so there's that history there too, as well as them winning a bunch of, you know, a couple, I guess they've won maybe, what, two or three, maybe more, I don't know, I really don't care, that's not the point of this all, but what I'm saying is, you know, a, a cup is a cup is a cup, okay, you know, it doesn't matter how you did it, it doesn't matter what happened in order to get there, the Lightning still had to play the same number of games, if not more, to get to the Stanley Cup Finals, and they still had to play hockey. They still had to play the game regardless of, of you know, that it was on neutral site. They didn't really exactly have to travel a lot to, to get, you know, from the hotel to, to the arena. But I think, and I can't believe I'm saying this, and I did talk about it a, probably a show or two after the Stanley Cup finals concluded, um, that Gary Bettman did say this was the hardest path a Stanley Cup champion has ever taken. Now, some might say that's his way of kind of trying to win the fans over into, you know, easing up on the whole illegitimate championship talk. But I, I, I'm actually inclined to agree with him that if you look at the circumstances surrounding this whole championship run, um, you know, Name another time in which a professional sports team has had to be away from their families for about two to three months and just gone from hotel to practice facility to arena. None. I mean, the circumstances of the Stanley Cup playoffs this year, we've never seen anything like it, and we hopefully will never see it again. Uh, it was more of a mental grind, emotional grind. And the Lightning, I'm not saying that they were, you know, the, the Stars or any of the teams that lost on either in either conference were weak, mentally weaker. But 
the Lightning were the perfect combination of physically strong and mentally and emotionally strong. And you need to understand that uh, even if you're listening to this and you're not a Lightning fan, uh, you know, this is, I think, if anything, this championship means more than past Stanley Cup championships. So, yeah, uh, I think that the press, the media, whomever uh, is responsible for this this absolutely disgusting display of journalism when it comes to covering the lightning, uh, they need to pick it up because, you know what, you need to make the most out of this. Because this is a sta- we don't know when we're gonna have another Stanley Cup champion. I mean, the league has announced that they want to do a January first uh, opening date, but that's very tentative. I I don't know how realistic that is, considering the recent announcement that they're stopping trials. Um, one of the test patients, I believe, got sick, and all that other stuff. I'm not gonna get into because this is a hockey show and not a medical show. So yeah. Um, I, and this is like kind of the same thing that happened uh, the last time the Lightning won a championship. This season was canceled. And I'm not saying that's going to happen this year. But uh, to put it simply, we, we had a long drought between the last puck drop and the first puck drop. Um, and, yeah, uh, and you know, we'll get into another fun uh, topic, and that's the Taylor Hall. I doubt, if you thought that was a pretty good rant, Wait until you hear about me getting into Taylor Hall. We'll talk about him in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about some of our today's sponsors. First sponsor we'll be talking about is Built Bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Uh, they got It's actually now the best tasting protein bar ever. If it wasn't before, it definitely is now because they got six new amazing flavors dropping out. Uh, and my favorite one, even though it's an oldie but a goodie, is the Toffee Almond. Uh, they're great for the health conscious. You could lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet if you enjoy that sort of thing. So go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN. You get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Moving on. Our next sponsor and last sponsor that we will talk about today is Roman. Now, it could be awkward or embarrassing to talk about ED. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves. But Roman is here to get you the advice you want and help you need with no shame. How often do you make excuses like I had a long day at work or I'm just not feeling it? It isn't easy to talk about ED, but Roman makes it easy to discuss and treat ED. A healthy, li- a healthy life includes a healthy sex life. But if you struggle with erectile dysfunction, you may not feel like your best self. If you want to help with ED, Roman connects with you with a real U.S. licensed healthcare professional who can prescribe the medicine you need. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Healthcare professional with work with, will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you the real medication with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOn and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle and used to be tough to talk about, but there, now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOn to get $50 off your first month of ED treatment. A free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOn for up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment. That's one more time. Get Roman.com slash locked on. Now, 
you could get a great deal with Roman, but you know who got a great deal, but at a very, I think, you know, not a lot of people are realizing how bad this looks is the recent signing of Taylor Hall. If you haven't heard, or maybe you're living underneath a rock or you're still on your Stanley cup bender, Taylor Hall signed a one-year deal, $8 million with the Buffalo Sabres. Now, I don't know about you, but that is, in my opinion, a very big head-scratcher, and it definitely has raised a lot of eyebrows. Um, Now, granted, I'm always, and 100% 100 will be on the side of NHL players getting paid. When Kevin Shattenkirk, when it was announced a couple of days ago, uh, that he got the bag by signing with the Ducks. Something, you know, obviously, if the Lightning were able to give him the money that he, he got in that deal, uh, he got, I believe it was three years, 3.9 mil uh, a year. If the Lightning were able to pay him that money, they probably would have. I mean, Shaddy had a great one year with this Lightning team, and he was very instrumental in them making a deep run and winning the Cup Finals. I believe he had a goal in, in the game-clinching game. Uh, but the series clinching game, but they weren't able to. And I believe, and I will always hold the stance that NHL players are the most underpaid athletes in all of professional sports. Now, obviously with things being the way they are with the salary cap, as it always been, um, you know, that's just the way it is. I don't, you know, eventually over the years, I believe there's a flat cap this year and as well as one for the season after. So, you know, some might make the argument with Taylor Hall signing with Buffalo that he was just, you know, signing just to get the money just for the year or so uh, for a year so he could, you know, get the money and just wait it out until this whole salary cap situation is figured out. Now, that would have been a fine argument if this was a one-year deal with the salary cap. But I believe, if I'm not mistaken, next season, the season after this, will also have a flat cap. Now, you're probably wondering, you know, if that's the argument, then why didn't Taylor Hall sign for more money? Well, that's a good that's a good that's a good question because you know what? I don't know either. I could only speculate. And, you know, it's my job to speculate. And I'm about to speculate right now. It's just a money grab. Now, that may kind of be overlooked in the NFL or in the NBA or MLB. Especially the MLB where there is no salary cap. But with hockey and, you know, we're trying... Some people are trying to get away from the... the, kind of stereotypes that come with the National Hockey League where guys have to play through injury. You know, it's just the, the thing that comes with being a hockey player. Guys got to be more about the team. Um, you know, they take less money. Now, like I said, I will forever always be on the side of guys being, being paid. Within reason, though. Now... With this whole thing, now, let, let's let's back up and I'll explain to you why. Maybe it'll, it'll make a little bit more sense. Now, Taylor Hall has, this will be his fourth team. And it's, you know, unless, for especially a player of his caliber, guys like that don't 
don't exactly move as often as Taylor Hall has. Uh, he spent a number of years, I want to say maybe three or four, if I'm not mistaken, with the Edmonton Oilers. Now, that was just a trade that I think we could all agree with that should have never happened. I think it was probably one of the dumbest trades. Um, so he was with the Edmonton Oilers from 2010 to 2016. He was traded in the middle of the season, or I believe probably in the offseason. Actually, it was the offseason to the New Jersey Devils. We all now know that part. But, yeah, I mean, that whole thing with Edmonton, that was a stupid trade. Uh, they did get Adam Larson back, and I believe they did get a draft pick or two out of that. Um, that was more so, I believe, to, to maybe clear some cap. I think that was just a money thing at the time. Uh, I do remember when the trade happened. I, I was uh, pretty surprised that it happened, considering he did win an MVP while he was in Edmonton. Um, and it might have been to free up cap space, if I'm not mistaken, to sign McDavid to a longer contract. But... Um, the whole the whole outcome of this whole free agency thing is just it's just bizarre. Now I understand the whole flat cap thing, um, you know, and teams only a certain amount of teams to would be able to afford what Taylor Hall was looking for. Now it was kind of well known throughout this whole process that Taylor Hall wanted to go to a winner, but he wasn't going to take a pay cut. Now. The team that I kind of figured was in the mix, if not the favorite, was the Colorado Avalanche. Now, that would have been a perfect situation, and I feel like a lot of hockey fans, I mean, go ahead, look at the Colorado Avalanche. They they have the money. They have the space to, to have Taylor Hall and their team financially. They Now, personnel-wise, fitting him into that, you know, those top two lines that might have been a little tricky, but it coaches always find a way. I mean, that's one of the probably the most toughest things in the NHL is finding finding ways to, to fit players in. But that's I mean, that's why coaches are great and that's why I mean look at the Avalanche. They have played very well. Now looking at this team, I mean, your top three is Landis Gog on the wing with Ranton on the, on, the, on the other and McKinnon in the center position. Now, unless the the Avalanche were looking to move Taylor Hall down to the second line, which wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world. Um, I mean, that, that left wing position right on the other side of Nazim Kadri uh, with Jonas... Donskoy, I think that would have been a pretty deadly line. I mean, if you wanted to move uh, Miko down to the second line and put uh, Hall on the right wing, I don't think anybody would have an issue with that. But I, but everything coming out of his camp from his his representation, it 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 was given everybody the impression that. Taylor Hall wanted to win first, and then the money would have been figured out later. Obviously, that didn't happen, which is why when it was announced that he signed with Buffalo, um, everyone was looking at each other like, what? This this can't be real. 
is Elliot Friedman jumping the gun on something that we're not aware of yet? Um, especially with all the news surrounding Buffalo that that they were going to try and trade or at least were shopping around Jack Eichel. I I don't understand now. Maybe getting drafting Jack Quinn, um, maybe changed their minds and said maybe if we could get Taylor Hall or a player of that caliber to Buffalo, we kind of got something special. I mean, I haven't heard anything definitive. Taylor Hall, from what I have seen, I haven't seen anything yet where they release a statement. If they have then I've totally just missed it. Um, you know, I like I said, I've kind of been um, dealing with some stuff outside of the hockey world. Uh, all right, so he did make a little bit statement, a little statement saying it was the best play for him, which I don't understand. I mean, here's the thing. A guy like Taylor Hall needs to be the guy. For him to be successful, he needs to be – he needs to have a facilitator by him. So if Jack Eichel is planning on kind of stepping back and being more of having more of a facilitator role, then I guess it works. I, I, I guess it's something that could work up there in Buffalo. But long term, I don't see him spending the rest of his career there. I just think this is a money and I think this is a money grab. I think he's just using Buffalo for a year or two now. They, Buffalo does have the money to to sign him long term if they really wanted to, which, I mean, no offense to anybody from Buffalo or that lives in Buffalo. Buffalo isn't exactly a sexy place to go to. I spoke about during you know when free agency started that maybe Ottawa was in play once again. I mean, but Ottawa, another another city, another market that's not really kind of a a desired location. Um, for top, you know, top players, but who knows? Maybe he's maybe we're all sitting here overreacting. Maybe Taylor Hall wants to go somewhere and grow that franchise where it it is a hockey city. Don't get me wrong, Buffalo is, um, but at the same time, you know, he's not going to be the cornerstone. The cornerstone player there is Jack Eichel, um, uh, and that's that. But I know it's and. Before I finish up my little my little rant here on Taylor Hall, and don't don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on the guy. It's just a very strange situation, and I'll explain now since I've kind of been ranting for a little bit. I guess that was a slow rant. Uh, I, it's, I'm not exactly ranting right now, as maybe some of you are accustomed to to hearing me rant. I really only reserve that for uh, the bolts, <laughs> but. Um, the reason why this looks bad is because I don't under I don't see a scenario unless Taylor Hall first day of training camp goes into that locker room and tells his teammates one by one or whatever however way he he might choose to do it and and let them know listen hey I I intend to be here for the long run you know this isn't just a money grab I want to be here I want to help this franchise be successful. I want to. I want to make the playoffs every year. I want to head. I want to set a high standard. Um, maybe he goes over to Jack Eichel first and says, "Hey," or maybe he probably already reached out to to the captain and said, "Hey, listen, you're the leader of this team. I want to help you win. I want to help you win a cup." Um, 
and and you know maybe that's the way he could endure himself endear himself to his new teammates but um in the game of hockey it's a little different it's not like basketball where uh you could just go there make a lot of money and kind of just sort of win on your own i mean we all know hockey is a team sport and this is probably one of the most crucial team sports where you need the other guys on the ice to be successful um it, this isn't ex- you know it's not like the old school hockey where we've seen like you know the only player where i've seen in the history of hockey well maybe there's a couple few here and there but there's maybe a handful of players in in the history of the nhl where i've seen where they have won it on their own and that's you know like mario lemieux is probably the one that comes to mind maybe gordy howe um gretzky had messier um and that, you know that's pretty much it. But uh, yeah, I, I just think that um, it's going to be an interesting season, especially to watch how they do it. Now, as for if this elevates ba- uh, Buffalo to somewhat of a threat in the Eastern Conference, I think they'll make some noise. I don't think exactly. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. Um, they might have a couple of moves that they need to make. In order for them, for me, at least, to, to take them seriously. Um, but I don't see them as somewhat of a potential threat to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I, I just think they're one of those teams, maybe just keep an eye on them, see how they're playing. Especially how that how that team uh, gels together, especially with a new high-profile player. Uh, but I, I don't, I, I expect them to have a normal season. I don't, you know, Taylor Hall... You know, for as talented as he is, let's let's call let's call it what it is. He hasn't exactly blown the doors off the NHL. Uh, he he did win an MVP, like I said. Um, I believe it was the year. I believe when he had ninety three points. Maybe I'm wrong. That was with the Devils. Um, but I mean, his his career high in goals is thirty nine. So, um, you know, that's very good, but that's not like everybody hold their breath. Oh my God, this guy's amazing. Good. And maybe I'm just being kind of a snobby hockey fan, but that's just how I feel about the situation. But yeah. Um, I just think that it's a very strange situation going up there, going on up there in Buffalo. And it's going to be real interesting. Like I said, to see how things shape out throughout the season. So just to end of the show today, uh, real quick, you know, we went, we're, I try to keep it up to 30 minutes but obviously all of you know now that, you know, sometimes that's not exactly going to happen, but yes. So just to end it, um, as we all know, throughout this whole free agency period and signing money's real tight with the lightning right now, uh, an update on the Tyler Johnson situation, either he has to expand his trade list, um, to where the lightning could actually make things work in a potential trade or TJ is going to be starting the season in, in, the, in Syracuse um, then again that can potentially hurt his trade value uh, I just think that if I'm Tyler Johnson the Lightning have made it known at this point that my my days are numbered there and um, do I really want to play the entire season possibly um, in in Syracuse I think not um, I just think that, you know, I'm not saying he's being difficult, but like I stated before free agency started, 
at the end of the day, this is a business. And especially when teams are strapped for cash, you're they're going to have to make some decisions that, you know, as fans, you and I are not going to like. Um, and, you know, TJ has had a good run with the Lightning. Kind of had a little bit of a down year this year. Uh, was pretty much a non-factor in this playoffs. He did have his moments, but he wasn't exactly clutch as what we saw him in past years. Uh, so I think that Tyler Johnson, the best thing for him, really as long-term, um, maybe list some teams that are on the up and up. Like like I, I think I, I said on the last show, maybe a a uh, an Ottawa. I Off the top of my head, I don't know his 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 eligibility for the expansion draft i would have to believe that maybe that's part of the reason why the lightning aren't exact it doesn't seem like they're in too much of a rush to make a deal um i think if the time was ever to make a deal it probably would have been during the draft i think it would have been most beneficial for this team in terms of getting some sort of real concrete value back uh i would have liked to because that's really what this is at this point in in you know this whole moment in the in the lightning system is that they really need to start collecting draft picks because yes they still have their core together but this isn't going to last forever so and it never hurts to maybe start rebuilding and retooling uh at the ahl level so um just keep an eye on that i think maybe if anything um if his if his eligibility i do believe he would be eligible to go to seattle in the expansion draft I really hope it doesn't come to that because I think that um, just for the Lightning, I think that they really don't want to let him go without any game, any without getting anything in return. And just a little shout-out to my guy. Loved him. Played great for this team. Really was just one of the main X factors throughout the playoffs. Zach Bogosian getting the money in Toronto. It looked like he had his heart set on there. I believe he's – I know he's from upstate New York. He probably grew up a, a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. So, you know what? Good for him. He deserves the money. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not, I don't want to stare at the pot, but it looks like Toronto's sort of uh, kind of copying the Lightning's uh, formula to what they did this year with adding a little bit of that sandpaper. So keep an eye on them and see how they perform this year, of course, since they are the visual rivals. And just want to end the show with, uh, you know, uh, thank you for all of you sticking with us throughout this whole run. We'll be having more to come uh, in the offseason as we look to that tentative date of New Year's Day uh, for this season to restart. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one. Peace.